Welcome back to Gospel Centered Rest, the podcast dealing with topics of life and theology and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and the heavy laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. We are back with a with an episode after it feels like many, many moons yes. since we've all been together in the same space uh, doing this. I've um, missed our theme song. You have? You go. It's good to hear it. Tyler's voice. Eh? I gotta Smooth. get that on iTunes. iTunes. I actually, I found this song. This is like, the when we first introduced it, the song was like a few days old. You didn't write it? No. I Who found it, it. Found it on, I had no idea. Is it public? Found it online. It's public. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, no, it was, it was, it's one of those like free royalty, free. Everything's about free these days. That's what you need. Free yeah. things. If if I if I'm if anyone's like hey do you want this free thing I'll be I'm always like yes give it to me well we should I mean if anybody's listening to this if anybody's listening <laughs> to this podcast um, if they come up with a theme song yeah we're I think we're willing to try it out just as long Submissions, as it's eh? just as long as it's free <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have to pay for it we can give a gift card okay I'm sorry we got a few of those around. we can get free admission to a GBC service. Uh, there you go come and say hello for free um so today we're we're going to kind of piggyback off of some of the themes you were talking about on sunday david in your sermon in psalm 56 dealing specifically with fear and with faith and um i was just sitting there thinking on sunday like what a what a timely message for different things that we're dealing with um, with the with the pandemic and with other things we're seeing some of the some of the unrest in in some locations of the world like Afghanistan different things like that so um, I just thought the themes that you brought out in Psalm 56 uh, just really spoke to a lot of those issues and even in ways that maybe we wouldn't consider um, mm. off the off the top of our head so why don't you just take a take a couple minutes and just kind of um, tell us a little bit about what's going on here in Psalm 56 and maybe some of those main things, and then we'll just dive into more discussion and questions after that. Sure. Uh, first of all, it's good to be back, not just so that we could hear the song, um, but so that we could have some of these discussions. <laughs> and the uh, fellowship. I, and the fellowship. So I've missed that. So it's been it's good. Um, we're doing a series in the Psalms during the summer, hopefully to give some perspective and uh, healing uh, after going through 18 plus months of COVID. But I also want to say that fear has been around before COVID. Yes. And world circumstances and national and local circumstances, <coughs> there's, there's, always, uh, there's always points of fear. So... Part of the reason why I thought this passage, this psalm specifically, was so impactful is because somehow during the last 18 months, we hear a lot more about fear than we do faith. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's surprising because fear has always, we, we always have something to be afraid of. Um, and that's where I think Psalm 56 comes into play, where it's this amazing balance of exposing both fear and faith and how we can journey through our fear to a place of faith so that was that was basically sunday morning and as we know david was in gath not a good place to hang out for someone who 
killed their hero, had a song written about him about how he kills tens of thousands, <laughs> and the king recognizes him. David fakes insanity. The king says, we don't need more people who have spit on their beard, and uh, so, so he escapes. Yeah. But what, what is interesting about this, um, and then maybe we can talk about some of the things in the psalm, but this is at the beginning of David's journey, yeah. um, exile, his exile years. Yep. Uh, he, he never once acted insane afterwards. In fact, um, if we were to read the rest of uh, you know, Samuel to, to the time when he becomes a king, and even when he is a king, generally, he was a man of faith. He wasn't a man of fear. Um, so this psalm was very impactful, evidently, in David's life because he's not going from place to place acting insane, having you know, spit run down his beard. <laughs> he's standing up, and, he's, and it's amazing how much he's praying to God, God, should I do this? And God sends him to some very difficult places, and God says, yeah, you need to go and do that. And sometimes even at the risk of his own life, <laughs> and even though... He would never be understood for what he did and maybe even uh, expose himself so that Saul knew his location. David still did the right thing. So this prayer was hugely impactful uh, in David's life where he seemed to begin the journey into Gath or exile afraid, but this is a reflection on how he could live in faith and not fear um, in the exile and, and running away from, from Saul. Wonderful. Byron, did you want to jump in with any any words of words of wisdom, thoughts that are running through your head? Well, just thinking as David shared on Sunday and here now, that where David found himself, like his statement in verse three, when I am afraid, mm-hmm. he was experiencing it. What was he going to do with it? How was he going to respond? And that's so much of okay. What are we going to do when we're in those same shoes? When we're feeling that way, we can learn from how David responded. We can grow, and we thank God that he is gracious. And it's not like we have to say, oh, I'm never, ever afraid. And we think, well, God loves us and recognizes our weakness. Yeah, Yeah, and and it's interesting because as he expresses his experience of fear, I mean, it's it's a those are difficult passages. It's um, it's almost he's lamenting. Um, I'm being trampled on. There's Mm -hmm. oppression. Uh, There's fights. People are twisting my words. Um, They're lurking. (laughs) So they're they're against him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, as expressed Sunday morning, I think verses at least one through six, maybe one through seven, are a journey for David that even though he could say the right thing, when I'm afraid I will trust in you, I'll praise you. Uh, he he still really wrestled with conquering and and working through the fears in his life. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a a one prayer and then you just live in faith. Um, in fact, God would continue to bring him into places where he would fear for his life. Uh, and David grew from fear to faith. So if if there are those who read Psalm fifty six and say, "Man, I'm still struggling with fear." Like I still, I still um, <laughs> go through a list of what, why I'm afraid, just like the psalmist did. And it almost runs like a list, like they're doing this, they're doing this, they're doing this. This is their, And so David would have legitimate reason to be afraid. Uh, 
it's okay to still be afraid. It's okay to still wrestle with fear in our life and not think that just because we wrestle with fear, we are somehow not a Christian or that we're somehow, um, you know, not getting it as quickly as other people, uh, other people do. Now, how do the words of what David shares um, here about his fear, how do, how do those help us put words to our own fear, you think, when, we're, when we see what David says here? Yeah, I would say uh, if, if we look at the chorus when he's talking about his fear in verse 3, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. Mm-hmm. And um, I love it because it's so short. Right. It's, he doesn't have to figure it out. He just says, I know, I know the end goal is I'm going to learn to trust in you. I will trust in you. And interestingly, uh, the very first thing that he talks about for trusting is in God whose word I praise. So he's going he's gonna to pick up the scriptures, and then as he, as he reads the scriptures, as he hears the word of God, he's going to praise God. And as we mentioned Sunday morning, fear can actually be a form of praise, hmm. which sounds really strange, but when we talk about our fears, like he did in verses 1 and 2 and 5 through 7, he's, he's giving them um, heightened powers. Uh, so he's ex- exalting the enemy. As if the enemy um, is godlike and has the final say, or can do something outside of God's will and ultimately destroy David. So when when um, when we deal with fears in our life, uh, it's interesting to think about them from the perspective of: Am I is is my fear a form of praise that I'm giving too much power and too much credit to the enemy or those who can harm me? And that's why I think the first place to bring our fear is almost the exact opposite, which is praise. I, mm. I'm just going to begin to talk about how big God is. Mm. I'm not even going to uh, talk about my circumstances at this point. I'm just, I just want to extol God. I just want to exalt God. I want to praise God. So he's all-powerful, all-knowing, um, the great king, all of these things. And that, that brings us to a place of uh, being able to say, well, maybe my fears aren't that big. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I was praising my fears instead of praising God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And on and on Sunday, um, you had you had spent some time um, explaining that a little bit. And also, you had mentioned something on Sunday uh, that I thought was that I thought was interesting. We've had conversations about it in the past, so like it didn't it didn't uh, surprise me at all. But mm-hmm. um, you had you had related this in the sense of not just being um so like when it when it comes to something like like covid so mm-hmm. we there's a there's a variety of fears there there's there's um there's those who are afraid of the disease there's those who are afraid of how the government's handling it and afraid of the government um there's uh, there's those who might be in between but afraid of something else can you just unpack that a little bit um cuz on sunday you had mentioned it in relation to to this whole understanding of fear? Yeah, I think in part, I'm not exactly sure what I said about it on Sunday, but I think in part, the sometimes the discussion in fear that's going around the church is we're not afraid of certain things. Right. Um, so someone who might, you know, be not be afraid of, let's say, COVID, mm-hmm. um, and, and this is what's important about the psalm, can also can almost look down or mock those who are afraid of COVID. Right. 
or maybe someone's afraid of COVID and, and, um, and someone's mocking some, not mocking, well, mocking, whatever the word might be, uh, looking down on uh, those who maybe aren't afraid. And I, I think part of what uh, Psalm 56 does is saying that we all have our fears. Yeah, yeah. And so let's not look down and let's mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. Um, and, and even those who say they don't have fears, um, express fears in, in various ways. Yeah. So um, some people who may not be afraid of COVID um, have a heightened fear of uh, where the government's at right now. Yeah. And, and that, that consumes them. Mm-hmm. That consumes Facebook pages. Uh, that consumes family discussions about how, how dark things are. Mm-hmm. And I think one of my comments on Sunday morning was you can have an awful government and a great church. Mm-hmm. Like a, a living church, uh, you can have um, a, a really good government, government and a lethargic church. And and part of I think going through COVID is we can we can judge other people's responses to COVID, and the church can do this as well. Judge other churches and their response to COVID, but not search their hearts. Yeah. And, and say, Lord, what are, what are you teaching us in this? And part of it is, um, how, do we, how do we love one another mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in when, when others are afraid? Mm-hmm. It's not about ultimately about rights or um, fear. It's how do, how do we love one another, mm-hmm. um, especially the vulnerable and, and the weak. Mm-hmm. And I love that you, that you brought up that point too, David, because this passage does so well in in just explaining the fact that, you know, fear is real and that every one of us is afraid of something at some level. And we have some, you know, and, and if we didn't, then, then there wouldn't be passages like this or, or uh, even in second Timothy, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a faith, love and a sound mind. Um, Fear is just a normal thing that we all experience in different levels and in different ways. And I love that you had discussed that because I think sometimes we, um, we deny that we might have fear and we cover it up with something else. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just being cautious or I'm just being, I'm trying to be, you know, and, and all those things are mm-hmm. good. Like it's not bad being cautious, but, but I do think that, that when you, when you sit down, you read a passage like this and that David is calling out to God, it, it gives us a voice for our fear, but it also gives us a direction for, you know, like you were saying, how we can praise God with that fear, how we can turn to the Lord in that fear. And there's always, there's legitimate fear. There are things that we need to be afraid of. And that's, that's not, that's not a wrong type of fear, but Mm -hmm. could you imagine going up to your child and, and, and they're saying, I'm afraid of this. And you say, well, just, you know, whatever, get over it. Yeah. Um, Why are you afraid of that? You need to be afraid of this. And what, but why would we do that in the church? Why would we say to those who, who are a little more fearful of certain things um, and uh, of like just, and, and that's the beauty of Psalm 56 is that we understand that everybody's at different places and working through different things. Um, but f- it, it is true that we want our faith to mature. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, if, if the world is hearing a lot about fear, then how do we change the conversation to not saying that we shouldn't be afraid of certain things, but this is what faith looks like in the midst of fear. Mm-hmm. Very good. Byron, 
how how do you see a faith maturing in the midst of fear? How can we achieve that maturity in the midst of the fear that we face? The thing that comes to mind is just one one day, one step, one one thought at a time. Think mm-hmm. of how David keeps coming back. It's almost like he's he's ringing the same bell again and again, you know, it's in God, I trust. Yeah. In God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust. I'm not going to be afraid. What do mere mortals do? What, what do mere humans do? And then he comes back again, you know, same thing. God is for me. In God, whose word I trust. In the Lord, whose word I praise. In God, I, he's just emphasizing mm-hmm. God is worthy. God is bigger. God overrules these situations. So yes, I'm feeling fear and I'm seeing these things and it's just that reminder. So how do we mature? Keep reminding ourselves of that. Mm-hmm. And I think our thoughts start to change. Like David said, you know, what we're focusing on. And that bounces me to Philippians and Paul says, you know, you've got anxiety. Well, what do you do with it? You know, mm. bring your concerns with thanksgiving lay them all out before God. And then he says, think this way. Think about these things. And he gives them a whole list of things that are worthwhile Mm -hmm. thinking about, which changes how we deal with it. It's Mm -hmm. it's not magic. It's not hocus pocus that it's all going to go away and our fear will never ever come back again or whatever. It's just saying we make our decisions based on what we're thinking and believing. So as we mature those mm-hmm. thoughts and beliefs will change as they grow closer and closer to what God's word is saying. That Philippians passage is actually interesting because I think that connects right with what mm-hmm. you were saying with, um, with how David's fear turns into praise. Mm-hmm. Um, but also um, you were mentioning this on Sunday too, David, and this connects with what Byron was just saying, but um, you know how over and over again, David's saying in God, but then verse 10, he says, in God, whose word I praise, in the Lord, and how that that word Yahweh is more of a personal. And it's the first, I think it's the only time he uses it, right? Mm-hmm. In the whole passage. So um, so he, he makes more of a personal connection to how God meets him, and he's there with him in his fear. And he's the one that we need to look to yeah. um, for, for that maturity and for that growth. Yeah. Yeah, I love what Byron said, because it, you know, how much God comes up in the conversation. And, and then he comes to a few conclusions in verse 9. He says, this I know, God is for me. And then he, um, in verse 11, he asks the same question that he asked in verse 4, but there's a different answer. What can mere humans do to me? And I think that's such an absolutely profound question. Yeah. You know, like, what's the, what's the worst? And we mentioned, you know, Jesus saying, you know, kill the body and soul, um, be fearful of them, but not one who can kill the body. Very loose translation, obviously. Um, but what what can they do? And and this is his answer: is I'm just going to live out my life. I'm going to fulfill my vows. I'm going to give thank offerings. And then he said, uh, verse 13 is very gospel conclusion: for you rescued me from death. And that obviously points, um, in this case, to David being rescued from Gath. But it would also point to because it points to the coming of Jesus Christ. He's rescued us. Yeah. He set us free. And then. Um, even my feet, even my feet from stumbling. So not as not only has he rescued me from death, but he'll keep me through 
um, fear. So uh, it'll feel like I'm stumbling, but God will protect me from stumbling yeah. um, so that I can walk before God in the light of life. <laughs> and that's the beautiful thing uh, to what? I mean, that's, yeah. that's where he ends up. And that's, that was David's journey in exile, if you read through Samuel, um, is he walked uh, before God in the light of life. And that, that's just, that would be, you know, that's, that's a prayer for my life. I'm sure it's a prayer for all of our lives that, Lord, just help me know, like, what can they do? Well, they, I mean, Jesus died. Um, mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is in me to, to keep me from stumbling, ultimately. And, um, and now I can walk. And in the midst of very difficult circumstances, in the midst of fear, I can walk. Um, in the light of life. What a wonderful promise to end with. Mm -hmm. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Tyler. Good.